if you can see, can see it. My cat is just staring at me. Yeah, we right got now. like it's um, it's like mystery science theater. Yeah, yeah totally. Like seeing, seeing back totally. Nivellicious cracking jokes. Uh, no, yeah, he's about mm, a foot and a half from my face, um, and he just, just staring at me. I'm he's wondering why you left the room. He's like, I did you're, leave. The you're room. breaking quarantine. I did. Are you allowed to be out got, here, boss? Got, got my test back. It's all good. <laughs> It's weird. It's weird to to quarantine from another person inside your own house. You know, it's so yeah, weird. It's so that. weird. I mean, I guess like I guess it's sort of a natural extension of what my life has been like the last year. You For know, sure. like sort of like my my uh, my bubble is getting smaller. You know, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. You know, I would I would I would I was you know travel around the world, and then as I got older. Uh, you know, wouldn't do so much traveling, and then then I didn't leave the state for a long time, and now I don't even leave the the bedroom. <laughs> I mean, no way, why no leave the live. place where all the magic happens, John? You know? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you can't, there's no answer. <laughs> you're, you're you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just to what the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 493, company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the early season surprises across the league and uh, how COVID is affecting this current season. Plus, of course, we'll have a set of the week and an undegoogable. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the birthplace of Victor Oladipo, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Double shout out today. First, uh, to my dad and new grandfather who has a birthday uh, today when the show's coming out. So shout out to you, Dad. Uh, and then out. shout out to... Uh, the state of Georgia. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Specifically Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Be uh, shouting out LaMelo Ball. Mm. Became the youngest player in NBA history to earn a triple dub. The age of 19 years and 140 days. Wow. Ball surpassed the previous record of 19 years and 317 days, which is held by, you guessed it, LeBron James. Markel Fultz. Really? Weird. Yeah. And Markel Fultz, shout out, suffered an ACL tear this week. Mm, yeah, yeah, he did. Done for the year and... I think he's played about 113 games or some such over the past three years since being selected number one overall. Been a tough road out of the gate for poor Markel. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was playing well, if I'm not mistaken, so far this year. Yeah, total bummer. Yeah, good luck with the rehab. It's tough. It's just tough. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get into the show, would like to uh, uh, remind you, this show is brought to you by you. Uh, on patreon.com slash 
Undebeatables. You can support us directly. We've got three levels of membership. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, support us uh, with your patronage. And uh, $5 a month and $10 a month, you get access to our chat community um, and get koozies shipped to you. So thanks to everyone who's done that so far and really helps uh, helps us support uh, the show and cover the costs and all that good stuff and uh, uh, really means a lot to us. So, the 2020-2021 season uh, is underway. It's going on um, and there's been some surprises that I, I think that, uh, uh, that you know, I, I certainly didn't see coming. Um, the first one that I think the... the uh, out in the West, the Suns are, as of recording, are, are leading, uh, leading the conference. Um, they're looking like a pretty good basketball team. And, and, you know, I think last season they were okay. You know, they were above average. They did go undefeated in the bubble. And they haven't, you know, they picked up Chris Paul. Uh, and they really haven't let off the gas. Um, I don't know. That is not something I I, I thought uh, we would see returns on, uh, but they're they're looking fantastic. Um, Jason, do you think the Suns are for real? Or do you think they can keep this up, or are they going to revert back to the to the mean later on? Uh, all of the above is that okay. a, a suitable <laughs> answer? I mean, I think they are for real. I think they're a legit good team. Like Chris Paul, when you put him on a roster, you're going to win games like in the regular season uh and i think that they really took a leap um down in the bubble last year like they came together as a team their their goal was to go undefeated in the bubble and they did that and that builds a lot of confidence uh devin booker you know is looking like he's going to be an all-star you know which has got to be a goal of his this year Mm -hmm. even though there's no all-star game but uh and the biggest thing is that they um are playing defense you know, um, you know they're not an elite defensive team, but I think the struggle in Phoenix the past few years has been, you know, they've got young guys and they're not tied together um, really on either end of the floor. And now I think last year with with uh, bringing in Monty Monty Williams is that their coach, and then um, uh, Ricky Rubio to run the point to get them organized. Um, I think that they these young guys started to make a a step in the right direction and you're starting to see guys like um you know mick l bridges uh like start to take a leap uh, in addition to all of these guys um that being said i don't know that they're going to finish first in the west and and so thus they will probably regress to the mean a little bit i think in general the um the teams this year just because of the way that the schedule is um, I I think teams are going to be clustered right around one another. I, I don't think there's going to be teams that break away from the pack or fall. Way, I mean, there might be one or two teams that are really, really bad and, and fall down, but it's going to be hard to just string together a bunch of wins, I think, yeah. just because of the nature of the schedule. Because of the compressed game days plus shorter total season, it's probably a pretty good bet. Yeah, and like these weird, like you play the same team twice in a row. Like it's just hard to beat a team twice in a row. Like teams have pride. The first game, yeah, exactly. Whoever wins the first game, the team that or the, whoever loses the first game has extra motivation. You know, the next night, so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be hard to show them something real new <laughs> if, right. if you just used what you had, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, By the I way, agree. <clears throat> uh, sorry to to cut in here, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Segel is uh, Superman's grandfather, mm-hmm. um, and Jor-El was was actually his father. I uh, okay. got them, them flip flopped, but and uh, Mick L is his, like his cousin or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once so, removed, but, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you're part Superman, so I think that's uh, <laughs> take that to the bank. You know, <laughs> can we add that to his list of nicknames on Basketball Reference? Part, part Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I apologize, Harper. You you were saying something relevant. I'm, I'm assuming. Absolutely <laughs> not. By comparison. 
No, I mean, I, I agree with what you said, Jason. I, you know, Phoenix is a good team. I mean, we just saw them. That team plays tough, man. They're young. They're hungry. They've got a, you know, veteran leader. Um, yeah, I agree. They're not going to run away with the Western Conference. That's that's crazy talk. Um, in fact, they were predicted by Vegas to win 38 and a half, and I actually took the under on them. So shout out to Colson, who picked 40. It's looking like a, looking like a good bet at the moment. They're off to a very hot start. Mm-hmm. I was worried uh, for for a while there that like the uh, Devin Booker was going to be another one of these just you know uh, ultra talented young people that was just on a terrible team um, and was going to you know have you know years of a, a potentially phenomenal career just kind of get wasted away. So I'm I'm happy to see um, uh, you know this team around them um, uh, performing well. You know, and it's you know, getting some, a taste of success instead of like, you know, dropping 40 points and losing every night. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, it <laughs> looks good on the stat sheet, but like, you know, you know, these guys want to win, you know, like, you know, it hurts. It, it, it starts to be soul sucking at some point. Um, and, and, and when it comes contract time, you know, they're probably going to leave if they don't feel like that their team is a contender, you know, that, you know, we saw that in Milwaukee, we've seen it lots of times, but like, you know, most recently in Milwaukee, you know, the, the, the Bucks, uh, you know, their early exit in the playoffs last year, uh, you know, I, I think that it did not, uh, it, it didn't give the Bucks organization, um, the conf- much confidence going into contract negotiations, um, that he was going to come back because, you know, He's another, you know, he's he's MVP level, but, um, you know, like these guys want to win titles. And if, it, it, you know, if you can tell them there's there's there is a caliber of player in the league that are fine dropping, uh, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but they can get triple doubles. They can average triple doubles and, and they're and not have playoff success. And there's there's players that are OK with that. Um, but other guys, most players, uh, if they can't go far in the playoffs, are, are are not happy. So, I'm happy to see them them doing well. I, I feel like I feel like Joey threw shade at two Wizards players in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, who 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 was the second one? Russ, clearly. Oh, they, he was the first one. Uh, well, no, the first one was actually Bradley Beal. Who? No, 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 no. I like Bradley Beal. You can like him uh, all you want, but he's had 24 40 point performances in his career and has lost 18 of those games yeah yeah and and the wizards still suck (laughs) i mean i you know it's it's hard to explain i haven't watched all those you know 24 40 point efforts i haven't but when you score 40 you assume that you're making your team good enough to win you've got to be able to figure that out right you should at least go 500 in those games. You would think, right? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> he lost uh, a 60 yeah. point outing. I mean, it, is this going to be the time? Is this going to be like in the huddle? Coach is like, Beal, you're hot. You're off the, you know, go sit down. We, <laughs> we're trying to exactly, win tonight. Exactly. You're hot. We automatically lose. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I've seen him win a couple games. Uh, more more than a couple games, right? Like here, in, where he takes over down the stretch of of games, and he's a competitive guy. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this Wizards team. I'm a little bit surprised by them. Um, maybe it's because I'm in the the DC area, but um, I thought that at least getting a functioning NBA player alongside Bradley Beal would would you know take them up a notch. <laughs> I mean, it just but, objectively uh, should, right? Yeah, exactly. But they. Uh, refuse to acknowledge that uh, there are two ends of the court to play. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that makes life hard. What are they giving up now per game? Hold on, uh, they're, they're still giving up one twenty-two point seven points a game. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And they are sitting on two and eight currently. Unbelievable. Yeah, it hasn't hasn't been a great start for those guys. And yeah pl- there was plenty of reason plenty of reason to be optimistic coming into this season for that team and uh yeah. i mean they and just, the, the just one bad. dude that does play defense thomas bryant just tore his acl so it's not good you can't defend for you know you know the entire team though that's right i mean look at look at what resulted from it mm-hmm. <laughs> um toronto is is a surprise for me they're they're two and 
two and uh, six as of recording. Um, you know, I think these guys should be in the in in the upper uh, mid tier in the in the in the East. And yeah, I mean, they almost took out Boston in the playoffs yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're also you, a weird team. Like, yeah. I didn't think they should have been that good last year. Yeah, I think they overachieved last year. For sure, right? So, I mean, obviously my a priori going into this year was they would overachieve again. <laughs> I mean, what are you going right. to do, right? They've just they've set the bar at a place. Um, but, I mean, at some point you got to, you know, keep showing people new stuff. I mean, I'm sure that Nick Nurse will get it turned around. He's a very good coach. Uh, and they've got some... You know, they, they, they've got a bunch of good players, but uh, probably doesn't help to go super deep in the playoffs on some level, too. Not a lot of time off for a yeah. couple years running now. Well, and that's the thing, right, is is Nick Nurse had made his way into that group of coaches that we thought were, you know, the five or six coaches that make a difference and make you a good team regardless, right? Um, and I still have faith that Nick Nurse is, is a super good coach, but I'm hoping that uh, the Pacer stole away his uh, his secret <laughs> weapon. And and now we have one of the five or six coaches that matter. So, I guess they are playing their home games in Tampa. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Uh, you, you know, like, you know, being in Florida is not easy on you, you know? like. Well, I mean, essentially now they've been away from home, their actual, like, home homes for... Right. You know the majority of the past what was it seven months now? Or something. Yeah, right. That's that's very true, and that is tough. But in fairness, winter in Canada also tough. Fair. Yeah. No. But there are. I think they do have fans at those games in Tampa, and it's like, of course, a mixed bag. So it's like they were. You know, I think they played Boston last week, and there was just all green. Way more people just cheering for Boston. You know, like, it's got to be a little bit demoralizing yeah. at your home game. Ninety percent no. Tom Brady fans, eight <laughs> percent Celtic fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the good news, I guess, the good news is, uh, as of yesterday, um, there's been a well, so there's been a surge in the in the state uh, for COVID. Uh, that part's bad. That's oh, um, that's but, bad. Okay. That part's bad, but because of that, they're going to stop allowing people to come to games. So that's good, good news for the Raptors. Um, Maybe they'll be able to focus. Uh, yes, they exactly. Can, they can get rid of that damn home court advantage that was driving right. them down. <laughs> home court disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, Cleveland's 500. Yeah. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have I mean, high hopes for them. I don't know if they are actually pretty good or yeah, not. They got off to a last. good start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn's struggling a little bit. Although I guess they had KD was out for a week with contact tracing for COVID, and um, yeah, I don't know. I I think a lot of these teams are still trying to feel their way. Yeah. And figure out. You know, it's got to be just weird to play in a mostly empty gym. Yeah, every night. I mean, like to bring the to get the the motivation to do that is tough. Yeah, I mean, you'd think it's one of those things that would really favor younger players who mm. aren't used to that kind of spotlight. It would feel more like practice. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know if that's actually the way it's playing out in in practice. Um, most of what I've watched this year has been Pacers ball. Not a lot of time for other NBA ball when we've got a game every other day. I'm yeah, learning quickly. Exactly right. yeah. <laughs> and there's football happening. Yeah. Well, and it's like as a as a TV viewer, the experience is basically the same. So like right. sure. a part of me forgets the fact that they're playing in front of no one and mm-hmm. that, like and also we've been seeing this type of basketball for six, seven months now. Remember, yeah. Right? So um but yeah, it's just it's gotta be weird, I guess. Even compared to the bubble, like, you know just this i don't know if you've ever walked around a basketball arena even a smaller one like when it's empty it's just like cavernous right mm-hmm. yeah. the echoes are weird and like that kind of stuff so yeah you mentioned markel Fultz. Fultz, they were another surprise to me the way that they got out out of the gate i mean mm-hmm. i sort of just assumed that orlando is horrible at most of the things that they do 
the city, I mean, but the team also is not good. Um, <laughs> but now with Fultz going down, you know. I thought you they, liked Orlando. I did, actually. Orlando was secretly good. I shouldn't throw shade. I just resist Disney taking over the entire planet. That's fair. Right, that you can resist fair. all you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a little late, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have a... Um, yeah. Like, I, I have a kid now, right? And so you can't avoid it. Like, people just get you Disney stuff. Like, Yeah. And also Mandalorian. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Mm. My price is lower than I thought. Do you like <laughs> Mandalorian? I, I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it. I do. I like it. Mm. Mm. Beyond like, uh, Baby Yoda. I mean, I, I watched it because of Baby Yoda, because my nieces and nephew, like, they hit that level that breaks wine glasses every time they brought up Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda, Baby okay. Yoda. Um, but no, I like it's a Western. Yeah. Okay. It's a modern, it's a modern space Western. I like it. My favorite parts of it are like the, the way that they joke about themselves or like that, like the inside jokes about themselves. Like there's that great scene with the, uh, <laughs> I, somewhere in season one, like the, the, uh, speed racer guys, like nab baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. And then they just have to wait outside of town. And so they're just like bullshitting with one another. <laughs> Look in the bag, man. Come on. Anyway, that was a diversion. Um, do you guys think the Nuggets are okay? They're five and five right now. They were Eastern Conference final or I'm sorry, Western Conference finalists last year. Um, uh, Jokic is is great, um, but the rest of the team not as great. Yeah, I think they're fine. Uh, I, again, just a team that you know, a couple long seasons in a row and another short off season. Um, things add up you know they'll be fine they got guys who just know how to win they're going to make the playoffs i think you know by the time playoff basketball rolls around it's likely that we're going to see packed houses again um but that doesn't mean that i doubt how much people are really going to put into playoff seating this year i think people are going to prioritize uh making sure that they got rested players over seeding come playoffs uh just too much uncertainty to know for sure what that part looks like it's easy to know what having your superstar ready to go looks like that's the difference between winning and losing so uh i i I think they'll be all right um but you know again just weird decisions for all these coaches to have to make coming off last year yeah well i think again like you know the western conference is tough Mm -hmm. you know outside of like minnesota (laughs) <laughs> like in Memphis. Well, and but Minnesota Memphis was without. Feisty, right? I, I mean, Minnesota was without Big Cat for several games too. I mean, if you got Big right. Cat, you're not an easy out on a night tonight. Right. That's so true. you're playing night tonight, and you're playing four games a week. You know, mm-hmm. at a minimum. Like it's, yeah, it's it's going to be a war of attrition, and I think you're right, Harper, that people are just going to manage minutes, and you know, try to position themselves for the for the stretch run you know what i mean it's kind of like you know early in a distance race right now they're just like making sure they're like in the right place Mm -hmm. and like then they can make their their burst at the end or whatever and i suspect that most coaches probably agree with you jason that you know there's going to be not enough separation between these teams that that's right you know i mean even when we're doing our preseason predictions and even vegas just huge log jams in the middle of the playoff race right yeah. i mean and then and then you're talking about you know 9 and 10 potentially playing in like you know it's just not worth it to burn these guys out early for you know easy wins it just doesn't make any especially sense especially since you literally don't know what the second half of the schedule looks like like we have no idea so. yep yeah um no, I agree. It, to me, that does seem like the, the the way to approach the season. Just sort of like you know, you you, you don't want to get uh, too too far behind, but uh, you know, there's no reason to go full steam ahead just yet. So ho- you know, hopefully these teams th- those are the ones that I looked looked at the standings and and, um, and just from what I've seen this season, those are the ones that sort of were outside of uh, my expectations. You know, sure. The, um, you know, I'm not shocked that Detroit's two and eight right now, but. Uh, no. You know, 
<laughs> not at all. I'm, just, I'm a little surprised that uh, Chicago's not two and eight right now. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Chicago for not being two and eight. Yeah. Good job. Shout out. Their time to tank is coming. Um, so yeah, one of the thing, or so another thing that sort of le- uh, is related to this is the you know, the COVID. Uh, COVID just has an effect on this. The the protocol that the league is using, uh, the contact tracing, and um, um, it, you know teams have got to sit out. They've got to play with um, uh, you know unexpected numbers of players. Um, you know we've seen you know big name people that got to miss miss time uh you know to follow the rules and um JT um what have you seen like how badly has has this affected the league you know is it uh, I, you know i've certainly heard some but it's not uh, something i hear every day well let me run this starting lineup uh by you for the Philadelphia 76ers that they rolled out saturday night uh Couple guys you've heard of, Dwight Howard, sure, Danny Green, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah Joe, mm. Mm. two first names. Always the, that, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. That's the end of his name. It's not like Isaiah Joe's oh. It's uh, Tyrese Maxey and mm. Dakota Matias. Uh, coming off the bench, Tony Bradley. And actually, a player I've heard of, Mike Scott, got no minutes in this game. The Sixers played six guys. Uh, was there a brawl? Yeah. No, there's a just the COVID. Lots of inactive health and safety protocols situation. Somebody got. Uh, I think it was Seth Curry tested positive for COVID nineteen, and so then it was contact tracing. And of course, you're playing. I don't understand how it's not the whole locker room. But apparently they cordon these guys off somehow, and and you know some people can be be not uh, part of the contact tracing protocol or whatever. Um, and then tonight, uh, as we're recording this on Sunday, the the Heat Celtics game has been postponed because I think players on both the Heat and the Celtics have gotten COVID nineteen. Um. So yeah, so this is the beginnings of it. I will say. I think it's going to get worse in the next couple of weeks, right? Because we are, you know, across the country, the the infection rate was surging before we got to Christmas, and then everybody traveled. Not everybody, but, you know, there was certainly a good amount of traveling and interactions over Christmas, and we're starting to see those spikes um, in communities across the country. And NBA players are out and about in the community now right they're not in a bubble and so some of them are going to get it we saw this with the nfl all season long there was people getting it and you know teams having to play (laughs) some random guy from the stands at quarterback or something like that because the whole quarterback like (laughs) crew got got covid or something so it's going to be interesting to see i would i would not be surprised if the nba put a pause on at some point if it got you know too bad here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to deviate from their existing protocol, right? Which, uh, mm-hmm. just to kind of recap, uh, any positive tests, basically you get two routes back. One is, um, assuming that you're the one who tested positive, go, you know, 10 or more days from the first test or two negative tests, 24 hours apart via PCR. Um, if you're asymptomatic or even if you're asymptomatic asymptomatic rather um if you test positive minimum 10 days out Mm. and additional monitoring for two days after that and then finally if you're in close contact you do the contact tracing and quarantine for seven days continuing to test negative so yeah that could potentially be a lot of people really fast uh who who knows um and i just like i said i don't think that they're going to break from that protocol there's no reason for them to do that so if there's just you know no games to put on tv then you know shut it down for a couple weeks and make everybody quarantine for 14 days hopefully um and hope that you're paying them enough to stay out of strip clubs although 
<laughs> I don't know if that works. Seems like an oxymoron. Yeah, a little bit. That's where you make it rain with your mind, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what's interesting with this contact tracing thing, like, as you know, you got to be out for seven days or whatever. Like, couldn't a player, in theory, be subjected to that multiple times? Like, oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I think it will definitely uh, come to a head if, if we start seeing, you know, Kevin Durant had to sit out for a week for contact tracing. And, um, you know, if we start seeing multiple big name players like that missing marquee games, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's when the NBA will take notice. Yeah. It's all about their, they're all, they're just trying to play catch up revenue wise right now. Right. So yeah. Anything that starts to threaten that revenue stream. Is... Yeah. Five on five or practice squads are not going to draw big numbers on TNT. So. Right. It's going to be what it is. And they're, they're not moving to the head of the quarantine or the uh, vaccine line as near as I can tell. Because that no, would be a yeah. not a great look that for them. That would be a PR disaster. That would be yeah. not a great look. I was thinking they would just do it and not say anything, but uh, that they may. Mm. Yeah, but I guess whatever. That's not going to work because people talk. Because the the next day the guy yeah, be on man, his... the deep state is deep. Yeah. <laughs> Things are possible. Yeah. Have you heard of this guy Q? I got a, <laughs> I got a website for you. Uh, you know, ever since I got my microchip installed, I haven't heard anything from him. So. Oh, interesting. Okay, maybe I should get I the, the wrong I, I microchip. Get my software updated. You know, I haven't downloaded the latest patch, so things so, have been filtering through. Well, and then, uh, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change my mind and not talk further about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it, it's going to be really interesting. You know, they've they've got flexibility in the second half of their season. Like conceivably, you know, are are they doing an Olympics this year? Where is that? In theory, yes. Like I just I'm, I still it seems I'm still surprised by that. But whatever, the NBA could still extend it's playoffs if they want to or extend the regular season or shorten it to make room for the Olympics. Like they have plenty of options by keeping that second half so fluid. Mm-hmm. So they can really play this by ear and they could even set up another bubble. I'm sure they have contingency plans for this sort of stuff. If things really get out of control. Um, for sure. And the reality is that the, you know, the end is in sight. The vaccine is starting to hit the ground, you know, hopefully in three or four months, uh, you know, things will be, pretty straightforward from a you know covid perspective for these organizations um and it'll be more on you know people to not be idiots uh but you know again that's, <laughs> we'll that see how that plays <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway uh i think it's a good time for a break um We'll be back in the second half with uh, Stat of the Week and an Undegoogable. And uh, I think we're going to be able to solve one of the great mysteries of of life in the second half. It's mm-hmm. with the Undegoogable. Yeah. I thought you were going to figure out how to get people to not act like idiots. I mean, uh, on that Q website you sent me, I found a lot of answers. So. <laughs> Turns out I'm uh, not well-armed enough yet, so. Mm. Mm. All right, we'll (laughs) take a break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Thank you. 
back from the break uh if you like that track you can check it out in uh, the show notes so this week my stat of the week um i don't know if you guys have noticed as i i thought i did um and I, I looked it up and it's true that the the earth has been spinning a little bit faster recently hmm, i thought uh, i felt something yeah yeah um the uh we're we're doing um, the, sh- the the days are shorter than ever, and uh, July nineteenth was the shortest day ever recorded. It was one point four six zero two milliseconds shorter than the standard. So um, there is a chance that they may need at some point to have a a, a negative leap second added on to uh, or removed from the. Uh, the calendar to uh, to fix those things because you know a lot the, the seriously a lot of these things a lot of systems out automated systems out there are uh, are synced to you know uh, milliseconds and um, when when uh, when the Earth is not following what the rules are um, we might have to change uh, how we do these things so um, <laughs> to be fair. The Earth always follows what the rules are. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was the joke. To be fair, so what is that? Is that just like? Yeah, I get a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm gonna um, go with like mass. Is it possible that just like the sheer number of people changes the gravitational like imprint of the Earth? Wouldn't Wouldn't you think we would slow down? I would. I think it also could be like so the potentially some of the distribution of um you know the 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 below the crust um in the juicy center of the earth is uh <laughs> the, the carob the nougat center <laughs> the nougat center <laughs> of the earth uh you know it's it's you know molten lava and things are moving around some um if the if that got redistributed I could see like if there was uh, um heavier things got brought down towards the equator like from the poles um i could see where that maybe would have a change in um you know in the in the wobble or the or the um or the speed um but i'm also not uh number one physics guy 
Is this our undergoogleable? I really want to make your Twitter handle number one <laughs> physics guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So I guess, okay, I always struggled in calculus when we got into circular motion. I could, I could never sort of wrap my head around that. I mean, but, right? So centripetal force, if you if you were to increase the mass at the edge basically of the sphere is kind of what you're saying joey yeah that might make it turn faster I guess. that's how i think but it also could be the opposite of that okay but i feel like that would be i feel like with with more mass towards the outside it would be faster so okay i'll i'll buy that in theory my whole thinking was that like the the uh what is the word i'm looking for like sort of the the arc of uh of of motion in the universe mm-hmm. is is in a sort of slowing state in general right like so things started out and they're moving super fast and then things start to coalesce and and gravity uh takes effect and things start to slow down that's how you get planets and stars and whatnot you know in the first place right and so i would i guess just intuitively i thought that in general the the earth would be slowing down or anything that rotates i guess there's not friction though right like what is it you're not spinning against no there's not space there's not friction uh but you know and i think in general that's true but some you know, there's there's certain things like you know within the whole universe though that there's there's lots of other things that would that could potentially affect that. You know, there's sure um, you can get hit by an asteroid or yeah yeah something. something like that. Like there's just there's lots and lots and lots of variables. Um, and some of these star you know some of these stars uh, like neutron stars I know are spinning like you know uh, a bajillion times a second or something like that. They you know. Um, but I think part of that's just the you know the um, the uh, uh, nuclear reactions going off, it, it just with the um, energy that you know is created as stars you know exist. You know that's mm-hmm. sure, sure changing or that's affecting how that works. But I you know that's not how you know a, a planet doesn't behave the same way. You know there's no no you know the. But it can be, still be affected, right? I mean, as our orbit, right. yeah, as our orbit around the sun changes, I presume that that's going to have a secondary effect on the spinning of the Earth itself, right? Because of centripetal force. Yeah, and then like getting hit by meteorites or yeah. meteors and stuff like that, right? Hmm. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I just don't know how much that... Uh... Okay, so so second question for you is if the Earth is spinning faster, are we moving back in time right now? <laughs> I would say we'd be moving forward slower in time. Okay, okay. I mean, we're going to have to get Mikel Bridges on here to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> that he's not spinning. Get him to fly around the Earth backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he could just, just drain threes fast enough uh, <laughs> to. <laughs> Certainly did against us. Yeah. So anyway, that, those are some numbers that caught my uh, caught my eye this past week. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Centripetal Force. So according to USA Today, the Earth's 28 fastest days on record since 1960 all occurred in 2020. So there's something, like, this isn't a one-off. Oh, you know what? I think the Earth is trying to just eject us. (laughs) (laughs) Good call, Mother Earth. But guess what? Not having it. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out that pumping carbon in the atmosphere, yeah. Makes us spin faster, so we'll fly off the planet. Yeah, <laughs> let's get these jag bags out of here. All right. Last thing we got for you is uh, our undegoogable, and uh, 
Jason, did you have the question for us this week? I believe Harper had that. Harper had it. Okay. What do you got for us? How can, how can, how can I help you? Under Googleables. That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. He said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. So I have this vague notion that we might have done this before. But my That's question okay. is, where did the, the saying rule of thumb come from? Does it work? And someone was so asking me a question. I was like, "Here's your rule of thumb," and I was like, "Well, why is that a thing?" Okay, so I don't know if we ever did it, but I did. There was the point where um, falconry became a, a topic, right? And sure. so one of the things in falconry is under under my thumb oh, or whatever. Okay. So I don't know if if rule of thumb is also related to that, but. But that I know is definitely a falconry thing. So when you have their, your falcon on your hand and you clasp your thumb it's under over your its talent, thumb, okay, yeah. and it's under your thumb. So yeah. falconry has the inside track on this one, is what you're telling me. Potentially, potentially, yeah. So because that's the, the only thing thumb. we use our thumbs for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> otherwise, a useless, Use, opinion. totally useless. <laughs> the. So the the phrase itself generally will mean like it's sort of like a shortcut or standard procedure kind of thing, right? Like it's like best practice. Best, right? Yeah, yeah. In a way, um, I think the sort of def- like default action or um, yeah, just a yeah. general a general guideline, right? For something, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh. And so maybe the reason that I thought that we had done this before is because, like, I felt like it was somehow related to, like, sewing or, like, tailoring. Ooh. But I don't know why I think that. I don't know. In my mind, I don't know why, but I think it, it – I think of measuring things. like, And so maybe this goes to sewing or something like that. So it's like a rule – it's like so many thumbs away from – whatever i don't know mm-hmm. like if you're trying to measure something out because like early on Definitely. right like we didn't have standard you know you didn't have rulers right so you'd have to like right you know that's why we have the the inch and the foot right is based on some <laughs> stupid king's foot right <laughs> and we've also got the thumb which is like another stupid way to measure stuff cause... right or the hand yeah so many hands i Joe, you got any thoughts on? I mean, I'm just thinking like uh, the, the, I don't know. The thing that comes to my mind is like when um, if you were trying to uh, estimate something, I just kind of like sticking your thumb out and and uh, and you know out in front, just kind of you know getting maybe like the distance of it or the angle of something, like kind of holding your thumb sure. out um, for uh, your cartography. You know, you, yes, yes. Uh, if you're you know trying to get something like that figured out or if you're trying uh, to crush your head <laughs> crushing your head uh the young younger listeners out there shout out kids uh, all. <laughs> some good skits um that's the only thing i can really think of i mean i um yeah i mean some of these things so i mean clearly so many of the things in my life i just picked up what they meant by context and yeah um, it's true. Cause it, it, it's it, funny how little people actually teach you. You just pick everything up from context. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so we're thinking, okay, so falconry has the inside track on source. Other potential sources. This sounds like Middle Ages-y to me. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Shakespeare, maybe. Could be. It does sound Shakespeare-esque. Although he probably would have had a fancier word for rule or something, you know. Christopher Marlowe maybe would have said rule of thumb. Maybe. 
I don't have much. And else. then I guess, well, I, and I guess I'm, I'm thinking, um, I guess I'm thinking England again. Um, we're talking about Shakespeare, but I, um, beyond that, I don't, I don't know. This is hard. So I, yeah, the only thing I think is like using your thumb as a as a approximation for something, like to mm-hmm. for measurement, basically. Mm. I'm stumped on this one. I really can't. If it were a falconry thing, I'm trying to think what it would mean, what it would, what the rule of thumb would be. Keep your thumb away from its face. Yeah, probably. That's a good Don't. rule. Maybe it comes. May, yeah, maybe it comes from construction. The rule of thumb is keep your thumb, you know, mm-hmm. out of the way mm-hmm. of the hammer. It's a good. Uh, it's a good way to keep your thumbs. Sure. Or keep it away from the saw. Or after it gets cut off, we'll use it to measure stuff. Right. <laughs> you could. <laughs> if no, uh, any piece of wood would do the same thing, but uh, not nearly as fun make an example out of it i guess <laughs> show all the other thumbs to keep in line sidebar have you guys seen like this saws now that as soon as they hit um like this uh spinning ones as soon as they touch flesh they stop really they've got a break in there yeah it's it's insane what mechanism i wonder what mechanism they're using to detect that I wasn't quite sure, but uh, like table, like, like table saw kind of stuff. Like yeah. as soon as it touched, it would uh, like a circular saw, right? Like a... y- yeah, and as soon as it um, as soon as it touched huh. flesh, it would uh, it would just it, it stop immediately. Yeah, I feel like I saw that like on sixty minutes or something. I wonder yeah. if there's is there some sort of sensor in the blade itself? Because that seems crazy town. I'm not. Sh- I, I wasn't sure if it was in the blade or or like in the. Uh, in the motor mechanism, I'm not sure, but uh, that technology does exist. It's in, it's in use. Oh, check this out! Oh my god, I think this. Oh, weird. Okay. Oh, we have an answer. What do you got? Well, so I'm on the saw thing. <laughs> oh, you're on the saw thing. Okay. The blade carries a small electrical signal. Oh. So when the skin contacts the blade, the signal changes because the human body is conductive. Sure. And in turn, then activates a break. Hmm. And that's sort of simplistic genius. Yeah. You just got to do it Just fast. based on conductivity. I mean, but yeah, I think that the challenge there is just, you know, breaking uh, something spinning that fast without, um, you know, causing damage or causing much damage. But, sure. Uh, that's still... I mean, it beats losing a thumb. Oh, for sure. Okay, so what did we find out about thumb? This is going to be gory. Rule of thumb has a uh, pretty gross... uh, (laughs) I was hoping it was going to be disgusting. Uh, Okay, so... In modern folk etymology, it holds that the phrase is derived from the maximum width of a stick allowed for wife beating under oh, English law. No, oh, no way. But no such law ever existed. This belief might have originated in a rumored statement by 18th century judge Sir Francis Butler uh, that a man may beat his wife with a stick no wider than his thumb. The rumor produced numerous satirical jokes and cartoons at Butler's expense, uh, but there is no record that he made such a statement. And so then it just went haywire after that, basically. Interesting. So there's a false etymology. Like, I believe so, yeah. Okay. The, the phrase rule of thumb first became associated with domestic abuse in the 1970s, uh, after which the spurious legal definition was cited as factual in a number of law journals. And the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights published a report on domestic abuse titled Under the Rule of Thumb in 1982. Crazy. Well, so, I guess, we don't, so we know where, we know that that part We know where it didn't false. come from. Right, okay, yeah. Um, Which, thank God. Right. 
Because that's super messed up. Yeah, so, but I think it's going to be... Truly under Google. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know how legit this site is. It's Spark Files, so could be questionable. Uh, but the earliest appearance in print comes from a Scottish, Scottish preacher, James Durham, dating back to the 17th century. Many professed Christians are like to foolish builders who build by guess and by rule of thumb and not by square and rule. Yeah. Um, and again in nineteen or in sixteen ninety two, uh, what he doth he doth by rule of thumb and not by art. I see another one from sixteen forty. If Hercules' tall stature might be guessed, but by his thumb the index of the rest. So basically, I mean. We guess Middle Ages, which seems pretty spot on. Feels pretty Englishy, or at the very least, Europeany. And the reality is that no one was literate or writing back then, so all the slang is just apocryphal, unless Shakespeare wrote it down. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to say that we nailed it because we didn't guess wife beating like everybody else did. That's right. Hmm. Yeah, that's the uh, that would that's the only incorrect answer as far as I can tell. Yeah. And I I, I would say that, uh, you know, our answer to the undegoogleable is fitting. For the idiom itself, which basically just means a principle that's widely useful, but not strictly accurate in all circumstances. <laughs> so, yeah. nailed it. All right. Well, pretty good. Pretty good. I think we... Uh, so, I guess I, I would like to... Uh, uh, if we got some listeners out there that, have, uh, that can shed a little more light on us for uh, the rotation of the Earth and or the rule of thumb... Um, you should uh, give us money. Give us money. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say you should uh, send us some tweets. Yeah, and, I wish uh, mm. um, but if that doesn't uh, uh, do it for you, we've got a Patreon. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Undebeatables, where if you uh, join at uh, $5 a month or more, you will have access to uh, our chat where we can have further discussions of these uh, uh, much more often. Um, lots of random bonus stats of the week. Oh, yeah. There's lots of... We got a whole uh, channel. Yeah, we got channel stats. just for stats of the week. And uh, another, uh, if we're going to do channel spotlights, uh, I've got a Lance channel where I posted there for the first time in a long time because he is rumored to be um, uh, he's he's on the short list for, there's a, for the G League um, there's a G League draft uh, for the bubble that's coming up uh, soon so he may be in the, the bubble in the, in the G League bubble hmm. so Lance is back in the news Um. We are on uh, Facebook.com slash The Unbeatables. Our website is TheUnbeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use it to send us a message. Um, and if you've been banned from any of these platforms, you can send us an email. Shout out at TheUnbeatables.com. Um, and we got some t-shirts for sale on the website slash store. And for our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, who I'm sure hangs out with the godfather, Donnie Walsh, a lot. Uh, turn out those lights the party she be over hi Mitty hey I don't know why I decided to go what is that Scottish Irish Scottish Ah. that's in honor of Donnie Walsh and his 
now long kicked scotch drinking habit. <laughs> um, when you were saying that, I, I, um, I, it reminded me, I, I, st- I've never read the book Moby Dick and I started reading it recently. Ooh, hey. Um, and it's, there's so many seafaring terms that I just don't know. Um, or so many things that I, you know, had, had, um, uh, uh, heard of, but weren't quite sure. You know, there's lots of parts of the dock that I wasn't. I wasn't uh, <laughs> sure. Of, you know. So I'm multiple parts to a dock. Who knew? Uh, yeah. So there's. Uh, so I, I. It's. It's been a slow read because I have to look up so many words. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a, a walking under Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to throw out landlubber because shouldn't it be landlubber? No, land lover. Land lover. Oh, by the way, um, Urban Dictionary has been on fire, and Colson's not here, so we can talk about this. Sweet. Um, Sweet. <laughs> um, this may not shock you. A couple of the recent ones have been uh, political, political based. <laughs> Did we talk about Schrodinger's douchebag? No. This was a, uh, somebody who says something offensive and then decides whether or not he was joking based on the reaction of the people around him. <laughs> yeah. It's called what? Schrodinger's douchebag. Schrodinger's douchebag. <laughs> That's pretty good. I definitely, I definitely have like, I definitely have heard stuff like that. Somebody says something like, you know unacceptable and you look at them and they're like that's a joke man you're like yeah that yeah. was that's a joke because i called you out like it's because i'm asking questions that is brilliant i love it 